Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. I'm Nicole Hudgens, the Senior Policy Analyst for Texas Values, and I'm joined by our Policy Advisor, Mary Elizabeth. Hello everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We're excited you're here. Want to make sure that you know a couple of things. One, we're going to talk about some really important issues. But two, this is actually a two-part series. So if you're on Facebook Live, stay tuned, uh, and you'll want to tune into the Saturday radio show here on the Bridge, so you can hear the second part of this of this exciting radio show. And for those of you listening, what we're going to be doing is Mary Elizabeth and I are going to have a conversation about what's going on here in Texas, and then I'm going to be interviewing uh, some special guests from the family policy councils that we work with. These are groups similar to Texas Values, but they're in different states across the nation. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But since we're here, let's talk about some exciting things that have happened. Uh, This week has been pretty busy (laughs) for our staff, (laughs) multiple levels, uh, but at the personal level too. um, Jonathan is actually not here because he's got some exciting family family things happening, and we'll yeah, make sure absolutely. he gets to update y'all on that. Uh, and then we have to give a shout out because James, who is normally behind the camera, is actually at the hospital for a good reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his wife, uh, they just had their first baby boy yes. and, and first, first son, first child, and we're just so excited for them. Yes. We're definitely. all about... All about family at Texas Values. So shout out to the Wasolics. We're so excited for y'all. And on a little bit, um, just on a sadder note, but just so thankful to celebrate the life this week of Debbie Terry, Mm -hmm. who was a dear friend of Texas Values, a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of our team. And she truly was a champion for family values in the state of Texas. She started Golden Corridors, uh, Republican Women. She started the Texas Prayer Caucus. She was so involved with what was happening in North Texas and across the state, promoting family values, working. She was on the SREC, did some incredible work. But most importantly, she was a strong believer. And it was it was it was really tough to hear of her passing uh, this last week. Um, and the more, the celebration of life was on Monday, but it was also just so encouraging to hear so many lives were touched by hers and the work that she did and hearing her son talk about, uh, just her faith and how she had an impact on her family. You heard from the attorney general, Ken Paxton, who was certainly impact by, impacted by her work, but also her friendship. And so a number, just I think there was about 400 uh, people were there celebrating her life, and her legacy will continue. So we're just so thankful for, for Debbie Terry, and we'll deeply, deeply miss her. Um, but want to talk about um, some policy issues that are happening. Uh, just was hearing that many of you know the story of Jack Phillips, the cake baker from Colorado who declined to bake a a wedding cake for a same-sex couple and then for a gender transition ceremony. And if you've ever met Jack Phillips, he's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet, but he simply declined to use his artistic talents um, for a ceremony that violated his religious beliefs. He's being sued again. Yeah. Can you believe that? This is the third time. Third time someone is going after Jack Phillips. It's so disappointing. Um, But it reminds me of just how important it is that 
we protect religious freedom. Mm-hmm. We protect um, we protect Texans, you know, here in the state of Texas, that they don't have to go through something like what Jack Phillips did. Right. And one of the laws that passed this session was the Chick-fil-A bill. Mm-hmm. Save Chick-fil-A law. So we were at the bill signing last week. Right. That was exciting. Right. Very exciting. So, so tell us, Mary Elizabeth, a little bit more about what does the Save Chick-fil-A law do? Some of our listeners and those watching may not realize that there's a law in place to protect religious freedom. Yeah. So the Save Chick-fil-A bill does more than Save Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so really what the bill does, essentially, it says that as a business or a business person, you have the freedom to give any donation or any gift to a religious organization mm-hmm. uh, based on your sincerely held religious beliefs. So whether that's a tithe or a donation to the Salvation Army or a donation to um Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you have a right to do that under the First Amendment and under your the Establishment Clause. Like, you have a right to believe in those things and to give money and support to those organizations that probably wouldn't exist and be able to help people unless big corporations or even small businesses actually donated to them. Mm-hmm. And it's so important because while we talked about Chick-fil-A specifically, that's an example that everyone knows, and that's right. kind of how this right. all came into being. Chick-fil-A was denied a store in the San Antonio airport because they had donated to Salvation Army and Mm -hmm. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So what the Save Chick-fil-A law does, SB 1978, is it protects, like you said, business owners, those those in Texas who would contract, subcontract, receive an an accreditation, a license, a scholarship. There's a number of of things that are listed within that bill, Mm -hmm. and it specifically stops, like you said, um, you know, it allows our ability to be able to donate, affiliate with religious groups, but also stops the government from going after those who would contract, subcontract, you know, serve in our communities. And so it's so important, like what we saw with Jack Phillips, the government went after him. Now he's going, being gone after personally. Uh, But what the Save Chick-fil-A law does is is it stops the government from punishing those who would, who would donate or affiliate. We've seen where, you know, federal, those being appointed to, um, to a place as a federal judge, are being punished because they've associated with right. certain groups, with right. religious groups. Um, so really important law that was passed. And I want to talk also about, um, I know that we're running out, starting to run out of time, but talk a little bit about the State Board of Education. This is like the entity that I think we need to be talking about more throughout the state because the SBOE determines what's taught in our schools, yeah. uh, what standards are taught, and specifically when it comes to the issue of health. We saw during the legislative session and some of the work you and I have done in Austin ISD and other other areas where there's been this agenda to push these radical sex ed uh, curriculum mm-hmm. and a lot of people are asking, what do we do about this? And I know the SBOE is going to be talking about the health standards. So like your local school district will be deciding what actual curriculum is used, but it has to meet the standards that are set by the mm-hmm. SBOE. So talk to us a little bit about the health standards, why they're important, and then we'll share what folks can do to help ensure good standards stay in place. Right. It's just like you said, Nicole, the SBOE kind of sets the tone for what the curriculum will be. So in about the next year and a half, the SBOE will be reviewing what they call Essential Knowledge and Skills, or TEKS for short. And these Essential Knowledge and Skills will be 
what will set the tone for health education and for physical education. Now, within health education, they'll have the sex education standards, and so that'll determine whether or not they're teaching the right things, which is based by law. The law says that they're required to teach abstinence, mm -hmm. but there's also push from the left to put in things like LBGTQ issues and to mention abortion and contraceptives and health standards. So we're trying to prevent those things also. So they're in the process of choosing the people who will write the curriculum. Mm -hmm. uh, right now they're choosing their work groups. And right now you can actually be a part of the process because they have a survey on their website you can either go to txvalues.org to find the survey or go to the TEA website and find the survey. And you can tell them what you want and tell them to keep the good things in the sex ed and keep some of the more radical LGBTQ issues out of the sex ed. Mm -hmm. And and thank you so much for the work that you've been doing, Mary Elizabeth, on that issue. It's been of so course. important. And I just, again, encourage you. You know, these standards aren't just once every few months. These are standards that are set for, they can be set up for up to 10 years of mm -hmm. what's going to be taught to our students. And it's so important that when we're talking about issues like sex education, that first parents should be the primary educators regardless, no matter what. And yes, you as a parent can opt your child out of sex ed, but when we look at what's going to be taught for the rest of the state, and the fact that so many times, because we're such a big state, curriculum is based on the state of Texas and, and the standards that are set in Texas. This could actually impact the rest of the nation, but it's so important that the standards that are set allow parents to be the primary educators, that, like you said, the focus is abstinence. Let's emphasize abstinence. We don't want to be encouraging sexual activity among junior high and high schoolers or, or even in elementary school. And what we've seen with these radical sex ed curriculums that have been pushed in different school districts, that it's encouraging that activity at a very young age. And so we have the opportunity, like you said, at the SBOE to make sure that good standards are, are put into place. So I just encourage you, do not forget to go to the SBOE website, share that with your friends, share it with your family. Let's get as many people as we can talking about this issue and talking about the importance of, of making sure that good standards are in place for our kids and for generations to come. And so I know we're running a little bit out of time, um, but I did want to just briefly touch on, speaking of sex ed, you've got SB 22, a really important law that was passed this past session. Uh, it covers a number of issues, but certainly would impact, um, you know, can you believe it? Abortion providers actually have sex ed curriculum. And yeah. I mean, you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I've seen it firsthand, <laughs> so I do believe it. Yes, but it's being pushed at, I mean, Planned Parenthood has a sex ed curriculum that's being pushed, mm -hmm. um, obviously across the nation, but in Texas, folks, like this isn't, you know, off in California, though I'm sure they're doing it there too, but this is being pushed at the local level in Texas, and it's very concerning that we have that, and SB 22 can have an impact on stopping local school districts from purchasing bad sex ed curriculum that, you know, when you look at Planned Parenthood, you look at their history, you if you've heard the interviews from former Planned Parenthood clinics, uh, clinic director like Abby Johnson talks about how they would go into the school starting in kindergarten. Planned Parenthood would go into school starting in kindergarten to try and stop parents from having influence on their kids when it comes to this issue and start being, they, Planned Parenthood wanted to be the ones educating your, your children. And this is the organization that has, you know, 
covered up the sale of baby body parts, child sex abuse, um, a number of, of really uh, awful things. And so that's not in the best interest of our children. So thankfully, there are laws and, and policies that are, that are pushing back on that. Um, last but not least, want to make sure you know that Texas Values Action Scorecard should be released soon. Uh, our team has been working very hard on that. We'll have an update for you soon, but that'll let you know how your legislators did during the session. And Mary Elizabeth, this was your first session. Right. How, how was it? <laughs> right. I mean, I can't believe that's actually the process of how we make laws. But I mean, it was very, very interesting to see the scrambling in the end and the long nights and early mornings, but also it was good to see things come together mm-hmm. at the very end. Yes, there there were some good things that came together and also think other issues we're going to have to keep working on. Right. <laughs> the work is not over at all. There's still a lot of work to do at the Texas Capitol, but we're thankful for, for good things that did happen. Uh, but now what we're going to do is we're going to close out this part of the show and we're going to be talking to, in, in this next segment, to some leaders in the Family Policy Council movement. And these are leaders who work in other states and national organizations. And we all work together. You know, it's, it's a really just an amazing network. If you think of, like, my boss, Jonathan Sines, well, there's the equivalent of Jonathan Sines in Arizona and California and Florida and Delaware. And these are some incredible men and women who have devoted their lives to standing for faith, family, and freedom in their states. And you've got states in there that are solid blue, very, very strong to the left, but they're still, but these amazing family policy councils are standing for faith, family, and freedom. And then you've got those in other states, uh, kind of similar to Texas, and they're working to advance the line. And it's a good reminder that what we do in Texas has an impact on the rest of the nation. And, mm-hmm. and I know we love saying that, but we work with these other family policy councils and we learn from each other and we uh, we grow from seeing what's happening in other states and you know, there were so many times after like the pastor protection law was passed where we were able to share with them what happened and the Freedom to Serve Children Act, what happened and how did we find success here in Texas and how can we implement that in other states? Right, right. So. Sounds like it'll be a great time. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. And Mary Elizabeth, you're holding down the fort here. Yes, so yes. Doing a great job. And we're just Thank so you. excited. Uh, Mary Elizabeth, if you don't know, is now officially full-time staff. Right, exactly. So she's excited. You've been doing the business a cards job. came yesterday, so yes. now it's official. <laughs> You're official. You're <laughs> official. Facebook official, business card official. So, well, thank you for all the work you've been doing, Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, of course, of course, I enjoy it. Good, good. There's there's lots more. Yeah. <laughs> so thank thank you so much for tuning in to this portion of the Texas Values Report, and tune in next time. We'll update you again on faith, family, and freedom. And now we'll tune in to this exciting interview. I'm actually in Atlanta, Georgia today. Our team is on the ground. We're having a great reception at the office. Uh, we've got people all around the state. But today is exciting because the reason why I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, is because we are at the Family Policy Alliance Conference for Family Policy Councils. So many of you know that we work with states from across the nation talking about these issues, doing similar work that we are doing. For instance, our good friend Jonathan Keller, who actually is behind the camera, helped us get this all together, works in California. He's our counterpart in California. 
is with Family Policy Alliance. And Family Policy Alliance, I like to say, is kind of like the mothership. They're, they're kind of like home base, and they are able to supply us with information from a national perspective, what's happening in the different states. It, you guys do a great job of helping all the FPCs connect with each other and help us with messaging a number of great issues. And so thanks so much for joining me on our Facebook Live. Thank you for having me, Nicole. And Stephanie, you're the manager of public policy. That's right. So that means that I will send her emails. <laughs> Can we do this? What have you seen in other states? Can you help me with, with analysis? Just the work you provide is just so great. So thank you for that. Thank you. We're so happy to do it. Well, we wanted to talk today, though, to Stephanie because Stephanie has done a phenomenal job of working with Family Policy Alliance and educating the FPCs about what's happening on the issue of sex education. We're seeing some major concerns, as, as you know, watching what we've seen in Austin ISD with uh, the concern that they're wanting to get Planned Parenthood's curriculum get real in our schools and you can go to our website txvalues.org to find out more information about why that is such a really just extremely concerning and disturbing the the content that's in that curriculum that's that's being pushed in austin but stephanie i want you to talk a little bit about what's happening at the national level on these issues what are you seeing and what should parents know is happening around the country well, we're seeing these comprehensive sex ed curriculums popping up more and more state by state. And really, we want parents to know that Planned Parenthood is behind a lot of these curriculums. They're one of the largest publishers and writers of comprehensive sex ed curriculums because really it increases. I encourage you to reach out to Nicole or Family Policy Alliance and we can send more information on that. But these curriculums often push explicit LGBT content. Um, they push ideology that these types of relationships that might be controversial or are safe and healthy relationships, which might be um, against a family's values, their traditional values. Parents may be teaching their children one thing at home and they go to school and they're being exposed to something completely different. Um, what we saw in Colorado this past session, even in the comprehensive sex, was language right in the bill that said that if you you had traditional values on sex and gender, that your beliefs were shameful, that they were based in stigma, that they were based in fear, right there in the bill. They're not even trying to hide the agenda that they're pushing. Wow, I wanna make sure, I hope, I hope you listen to every word that Stephanie just said. You literally had a piece of legislation attacking people of faith because of their views on marriage and sexuality. Yes, explicitly right there in the bill language. Um, it attacks our families at their core. Not only did it attack traditional values and faith in the bill, but also it's just teaching, you know, your children are being exposed to abortion. They're being taught about abortion. They're being taught about gender transition hormones in these sex ed classes. They're being taught about Plan B and Ella, emergency contraceptives. They're being taught very explicit ways of engaging in sexual activity that many of us would be against. And most egregiously, they're being taught to consent to sex. Language that says consent. There's a curriculum called Yes Means Yes. And these, this type of curriculum is showing up in classrooms as early as nine years old. Why are we teaching nine and 10 year olds how to consent to sex? That I think most of us would cringe if we knew that. Well, and it's extremely concerning. We've got you know, there's been so much talk about what's happening on the issue of human trafficking. 
and the fact that children are being groomed and put in these situations. But yet we have curriculum being pushed at our schools and across the nation, as you're saying, oh, these students are now being taught yes means yes and how to consent in these behaviors. That's that's grooming. That's that's absolutely right. Um, Planned Parenthood has their curriculum available. One of the popular curriculums is Respect Rights and Responsibilities, the three R's curriculum that's being used in major states like California. It's freely available online and you can see um, how children are being taught that pretty much whatever feels good, that they're entitled to engage in that behavior, that if it feels good to them, they can say yes, that they have sexual rights from the time that they're born. I mean, this curriculum sexualizes our children. It normalizes sexual behavior and activity that most of our young children are naturally repulsed by or not ready for. They're not, nine-year-olds aren't thinking about yes means yes or how to consent to sexual activity. They, they're still nine and young. And so it's planning these ideas into their head from an early age. So I just encourage parents to be aware, to be engaged, to um, look into your curriculum. You have the right to review curriculum. You have the right to be involved and reach out to Texas Family Value. Find out what is being taught in your classrooms. If your state does not have this legislation, we gotta keep your state from having this legislation. And if your state does, there are rights that you have as a parent and family to address this, and we can help you with that. That's right. You know, in Texas, you have the opportunity to be able to opt out your child from sex education. And sex education should begin at the home. Mom and dad should be the primary educators. And that leads me to the fact that the State Board of Education is going to be reviewing the health standards of, of the standards that local school districts, they the local school district with the standards that the State Board of Education makes. So if you go to our website, txvalues.org, you can actually take a survey and talk about what you wanna see in the health education standards. The law requires that abstinence uh, is emphasized and, and is so important, and it's stated in our law, but we have to make sure that the standards comply with the law and that this curriculum, this bad curriculum, is not allowed into our schools because of the standards. So if you go to txvalues.org, Org, take the survey, let the State Board of Education know that you want to emphasize radical, radical sex education in your schools, in your child's schools. Right. Your voice matters, so please get involved. Yes. So uh, listen, folks, we just can't encourage you enough. You can go to txvalues.org. Uh, also want to let you know you can also donate at txvalues.org so that we can continue to do the work that we're doing for faith, family, and freedom. I know the legislative session is over, which is really exciting. Uh, but what we're also seeing is that fights like this on what's going to be taught to our students, what's happening at the local level. You know, you're hearing about stories like drag queen story times in different parts of the state. Uh, this is really concerning. And so we're busy making sure that faith, family, and freedom is protected, not just at the Capitol, but across the state. So Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today and for all of your hard work on this important issue. Thank you, Nicole. Well, that was so exciting to be able to talk with Stephanie Curry and her perspective from what's happening nationally on this issue. And if you want to hear more about what's happening on the issues of faith, family, and freedom, of course, you can go to our website, txvalues.org. But I also encourage you to consider coming to our policy conference, the Faith, Family, and Freedom Forum, on September 6th through 7th in Austin, Texas. We have an exciting lineup of speakers that are coming, including Congressman Chip Roy, 
Eric Treen from the U.S. Department of Justice. We have legislators like uh, Chairman Jeff Leach, Representative Candy Noble, Senator Colcourt, Senator Buckingham, uh, Representative Matt Krauss. Chelsea Yeoman from the Human Coalition has confirmed that she will be coming. Uh, We're so excited to have her. Lori DeVillis from the Trotter House will be there. Talk about an incredible lineup of speakers. We also have Pastor Joe Champion will be there, Pastor Danny Forshee, an incredible lineup of speakers that are going to help inform you, not just inform you, but educate, motivate, and activate you on the issues of faith, family, and freedom, what you can do in your community and in your state to impact these issues of life, marriage, religious freedom, and more. It's going to be an incredible time. Last year, we actually sold out this conference. So you want to be sure to go register as soon as possible at txvalues.org. The cost is minimal. We try to keep it as minimal as possible so that you can come and be educated, motivated, and activated on these issues. We're going to be uh, announcing an exciting guest that will be at the dinner. The dinner is uh, a, a separate separately paid event. So if you want to just come to the conference, you can, but the dinner is going to be very exciting. So be sure to look into that. We'll be announcing more information on the dinner soon. And I just encourage you, this is a great opportunity for you to come here. Experts on the issues. We'll be hearing from Matt Sharp from Alliance Defending Freedom. The list goes on of the incredible speakers that we have, but you'll hear from legal experts. You'll hear from legislators. You'll hear from those who have worked in the movement for years. Uh, You'll be able to see really what's happening in the state and in the nations and at the local area, local arena of what's happening on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. So again, you can go to txvalues.org to find more information, how to register. And we encourage you, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, all are welcome. We would, we would love to have you there. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hudgens. I'm the Senior Policy Analyst. And Stay tuned. We've got more exciting updates next week right here on the Texas Values Report.